Hey guys, how are you doing today? Very well. Hello, very nice. Lovely to talk to you. Yes, yes. So excited to talk to you both too. Uh, so uh, today I have with me from... Uh... You're listening to Board Game Games Season 4 Episode 9 as I talked with Age of Inventors creators Vasily and Vontan about their upcoming game Age of Inventors and the board game community in Greece. Thanks for listening as we continue to explore the world of tabletop gaming. Happy gaming! Age of Inventors and uh, Meeple Pub Publishing, uh, they have a game on, on Kickstarter right now. This is Vasily and Vantan, uh, two of the co-designers of the game. Uh, we're going to hang out, talk about the game, talk about who has uh, influenced them and what's going on in Thessaloniki right now in Greece. So welcome again. Uh, it, Thank you. Yeah. What, what do you want to say about your game, guys? Well, it's a work placement game uh, about uh, inventors um, in the middle of uh, 18th century and uh, 19th century, I'm sorry. Uh, when one thing brought to another, industrial revolution, and uh, people stopped working in, in farms. They started accumulating and living in cities, and uh, technology changed everything. And this is the world we're living in. So it's a fascinating time. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a lovely game, and what we really wanted to uh, manage is to be very fun to play with your kids, with your family, and also having a very challenging experience when you're playing more competitively with your friends. I believe we managed to go this uh, to find this um, balance between competitive and challenging and easy to learn, but hard to master so you can play with your family, your friends, your less board game geek friends, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where a lot of our, our listeners are, are people who don't necessarily go to board game geek, but they'll go to, uh, you know, hobby stores here in the US and find, right. find a, a game. So that's great. Um, in, in fact, I, I was just talking, I, I homeschool my own boys and I was talking this week with, with some uh, homeschool parents about good games for mm -hmm. their kids that incorporate learning so I, I think this uh, definitely fits into that something that can introduce you know people from history too so that's awesome um right one right, of the right. stretch goals we unlocked is a kids mode where uh -huh. it's going to be accessible to even younger kids like six to ten years old so oh. yeah. okay yeah fantastic um how, how what uh did, did you have younger play testers at all in in the in the regular game y yes actually okay. I, I had my nephews who wow. are 12 and 10. And I know I always played with his son, who yes. is around six, uh, six years old. Okay. And they, they all had fun. Um, once they got to um, learn the basics of the game, which took, I don't know, like 10 minutes more than an adult would, uh, they had fun playing the game. It was very easy for them to incorporate every single mechanic into their strategy. And I know I always had fun playing with his sons. I had fun playing with my nephews. Yeah. And we hope that uh, people will uh, play with their families, with children. The theme is very appropriate for learning, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so on that note, I'm going to throw a pop quiz at the two of you. Um, I only okay. brief briefly told you before we got started. So uh, Marie Curie is in the game, right? Yes. Correct? Yep. Of course. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, she's the only person to have won uh, two Nobel Prizes in uh, two different categories. So uh, definitely a very important person in, in the history of science. Uh, first off, though, 
where did she initially study before she came to France? Uh, is it, and this one, so two of the questions are going, going to be multiple choice and you can talk together and then decide and give me your answer. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, two of the questions will be multiple choice. And then the last one, you're just going to see if, if you remember. Okay. So was it at the flying university, the underground school or the university of Warsaw. Um, you can talk about it. Yeah, I, I know she she studied at Warsaw and she's Polish. I was going to say Poland as well. Yeah, yeah, but I think the correct action, uh, the correct answer is Flying University because I remember when I was um, studying about her for the game. Yeah, I I I met that name and it stuck with me, Flying University. So I think. I think that's the correct answer. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's right. So yeah, it's a rough, <laughs> rough, rough translation, right? It yeah, could yeah. also be, be translated as, as like the floating, the floating school or the floating university. Uh, it was yeah. th this way of making sure that uh, Polish students, while they were um, part of the Russian empire, could have a decent education because she was actually Polish before she mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, came to France. Yeah. Great job. Great. Uh, Thank there. you. Yeah. All right. So the second one is, um, so although she was uh, born, um, uh, sorry, although she, she was a, a naturalized French citizen later on, and most people know that just hearing her, her last name and who she married and so forth, but uh, where was she born? Was she born in, and maybe I should have put these in a different order, but was she born in Lithuania, Poland, or Belarus? I think Poland. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Poland, right? Poland, Poland is correct. Uh, yeah. and, and for those that, that are know about the history, Lithuania and Poland were combined during that time. Um, yes. So again, I, I probably the Commonwealth of Polish Lithuania. Yes, you're exactly right. Because of the Russian Empire controlling them at the time. So the, uh, there, there, there is some things. Again, I probably should have switched the order of those questions, but that's all right. And then here, <laughs> the last one. This isn't necessarily a hard question if you know about her, uh, but what two areas were her Nobel prizes in? What two areas? Yeah, yeah. What, what like, uh, she received the first for her work in radioactivity in 1903. What what was that Nobel Prize for? I know I know that she was a physicist and a chemist, so maybe it's physics and chemistry. There you go. Yep. So yep. yeah, the first one was 1903 for physics, and the second one was 1911 for chemistry. So and yeah. I, I want to say that this is reflected in her tile in the game. She's both a physicist and a chemist in the game. Well, there you go. So so Indeed. it'll help uh, kids remember those uh, facts about her. And, and maybe hopefully adults, adults too hopefully right <laughs> yeah well fantastic great um so as you developed the game I, I saw that there were different mechanics in the game how did you um sometimes things like that can, can feel like just throwing everything in and, and here in the u.s we refer to that as like a euro point salad <laughs> how, how did how did you make sure that those different elements fit together well as as far as um trying to accomplish what you were trying to accomplish in the game fighting with our friends our girlfriends and family for play <laughs> testing way too much play testing play testing play testing that's how so i think that's how we did it uh, we had many ideas many ideas and we had many mechanics in this game that 
Uh, I believe the hardest part in this game, designing this game, was to choose which uh, mechanics to keep in the game and which to hold off for maybe an expansion or I don't know. Um, lots of exp- uh, lots of playtesting with lots of different people. Uh, Vasilis did a great job on creating many mechanics that ended up in the game and many, many mechanics that did not. Mm. Uh, we tried to chose those who were more um, in tune with each other. We didn't want to do separate things and get points from them. We just wanted everything to be, you get the, you, you get the resources from uh, scientific resources like chemistry and physics, but you also need funds. So you need to make an, a, an invention, but also you need an inventor. And this guy will give you ideas to conceive the invention. We all, we, everything, we try to make everything to fit together uh, with lots and lots of playtesting. I don't know if Vasilis has anything more to say on that. Uh, maybe something that helped us think this way from the get-go was that uh, the game was originally meant to be an engine building game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when designing the engine, we mostly thought of uh, the terms that would be included. Uh, like as London said, scientific resources, funds, ideas, uh, inventions and inventors. And we were trying to make things that would allow you to get from one to the other mm-hmm. and make uh, multiple loops uh, between mm-hmm. them. So when the thing actually became, uh, when the route from one element to the other became a mechanic at the end, and now they're all um, connected, let's say. And uh, you cannot just do one thing in isolation. It is impossible. You have to do a little bit of everything. Okay. So that's what happens. Yeah, well, that's that's good to hear. Uh, so, I mean, it, you would say it's more of an engine builder as far as how it works rather than... Um, doing separate activities on, on the board more um definitely so, an engine building yeah yeah uh, well and, and that's hard to tell when somebody watches uh just like the kickstarter video um when, when you watch the kickstarter video you, you see certain things and you say oh this could be doing this or this this could be doing this but uh hearing it from both of you um so give me an example then like i um one that stands out in the video is like you see the wright brothers getting a place down then later that um, flying machine gets placed next to them. Give me an example of maybe uh, uh, a, a an engine that you might build in the game. Okay, so it all starts with um, drafting one inventor and two inventions. So you start with this from Gitco, and you also start with some resources. And your first step, anything that has to do with the engine, uh, pretty much is uh, centered around the switches. Switches allow you to draft new inventors or draft mm. new inventions. Okay. And then it also allows you to place them. And every time you place an inventor, you get ideas. And then with those ideas, you can draft inventions. And then when you play inventions, you have to spend resources, but usually you will get other resources or other abilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, every time you place inventors, you create a new worker placement spot that allows you to get even more resources. And also, every beginning of the round, you draft equipment for your lab, like scientific uh, instruments. And then those are additional ways for you to use lab assistants, work- workers, meeples, to get more resources. So it all works in a loop. Yeah. And a, a very important part of this whole engine and loop is what laboratory you are. 
if you are an innovator, then you have uh, lots of ideas, but not so many funds, and you need to work your strategy around that. If you're playing a government lab or a big corporation lab, you have lots of funds, maybe less ideas, and you need to steal some ideas from an innovator or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we have that. We have that. Um, so every single uh, player board, uh, it's also dual layered, has a specific bonus a specific bonus that will allow you for different kinds of strategies so you can win the game. As Vasily said, you cannot focus on one thing. You really need to be able to do just a little bit of everything in a good balance to win. Uh, but every single one uh, has different potential and different options for what strategy will win you the game. Yes, or for example, if you have a university, you can place inventor and inventor together with their invention because they uh, developed it in the university. So they, they do everything in one go. So uh, everything is, uh, the game is really tight. Uh, so it's going to challenge you a lot to be able to do as much as you can. And uh, exactly, uh, everybody has a separate edge. Every lab has a separate edge. And they need to take advantage of it, uh, even though they cannot just focus on this. So at the end of the game, do you only score in one way or are there multiple things that you will score at the end of the game? Uh, there are many ways to score points. Okay. Uh, I will, uh, just to name a few, there are three tracks, uh, an economic track, an educational track, an academic track, and an industrial track. The higher you are there and you climb up by making the proper inventions, um, uh, you have more points. The mm -hmm. other way is to find a way to retire some of your, and not only your, but other players' uh, inventors. There are ways to, if, if an inventor makes enough inventions, it is his time to retire. And whoever does that, whoever managed to place the inventions in the proper place, in the proper space, he can retire it and gain some victory points. Also, you can try an experiment uh, there are some experiments in the game where you don't know exactly what you will um, re be required to do to gain the points, but you can try to, okay, I'll make an experiment. And if I manage to do it properly, then I'll get some extra points in the end of the game. And I'm pretty sure there are other ways to score points that I can't remember now. Um, for example, because you mentioned Marie Curie, uh, whenever she's um, retired, because she doesn't actually retire, she, well, we know she died because of her research yeah. uh wh whoever had her when she retires when she dies she, he also gets one victory point uh, as an honor to uh marie curie for what she's done and that was for me at least that was the most fun part of designing the game reading about all those inventors and trying to find an ability that will reflect their life or their life's work for example the fact that the wright brothers translocate a worker to from one place to another because they uh, invented the flying machine mm -hmm. uh, and um, another stuff like Colt who finds um, who discovered the the pistol, uh, pistol. the pistol right right mm -hmm. uh, he steals stuff from other scientists <laughs> <laughs> okay and yeah, yeah that was the most fun part of the design for me uh, and also the something interesting is that even though these are uh, the, the the two main ways to score are uh, the tracks and um, retiring. Uh, 
these two ways are completely separate in, the, in their play style. Uh, scoring high in the track is rewarding you for your economical game, making sure that you have played your resources correctly and you manage to um, uh, score higher, score the better invention, draft better and so on and so forth. Uh, retiring inventors is uh, an order of operations game and a special, uh, a special puzzle, meaning uh, it's about the, the, the space. You have to match colors and um, surround uh, with hexes uh, other inventors. So there is a little bit uh, of uh, uh, different play styles that uh, reward you with victory points. You don't just play one game. It's not just economic, it's also a puzzle. Uh, on space on the board yeah yeah well um so you both met uh working on uss freedom in, in the the local uh, design playtest uh, group I, I guess right that's how we met uh vasilis okay uh, oh. I, oh, okay i met olus uh a while back i've been working for as a dedicated game designer for about three years uh-huh. And right about that time, I met Olus playing D and D on an event I had uh, created. We played D and D for a couple of months before he said, "Hey, you know what? You want to make a game? You want to create a?" He had already created a Theosis, and I started working on on Elise. And when we got to USS Freedom, that's when we met uh, Vasilis. Oh, okay. So, what what is the uh, game design and playtest? Um group like there in, in Greece? Is it a regular uh, meetup where, where you get together or are there specific events? Um, yeah. Currently, like for, for example, the way I met them is that there, there were some Facebook groups uh, about uh, board games, people who are into the hobby. And uh, uh, Vandon was uh, looking for playtesters. So that's how I got to know them. I realized they are from my hometown. so. I just suggested to meet them, uh, but um, it's not exactly a playtest group, more like a, a design studio for, for, for games. Okay. And currently, uh, what we're doing is that uh, we meet every Tuesday and Saturday where we playtest and uh, ideate uh, for what to do until we meet again. And uh, that's pretty much the process. It's more of a design group, what we have at yeah. least. Uh, it's more of a design group. Yeah. But often we search for playtesters when our game is uh, good enough to be seen by other groups. We request playtesting and there are plenty of groups uh, and plenty of people who are willing to help. Yeah, yeah. So uh, your, your studio is a designated space that you have for um, your, your designers there that, that you, you work with? Or, or uh, is it out of your home, or what, what's that like? No, like... no. We have a we have an office, let's say, a, a, oh, yeah, desi- yeah. a designer's office, and we have uh, like three hundred opened games there, and wow. everything is a me- everything is a mess because we will require one specific component, and we'll just open it, find it, play it, then never put it back in their place. But and there's a, a ton <laughs> of uh, half-made prototypes, uh, different yeah. iterations of games and uh, all there components. Are, yeah. There are pretty much 30 versions of Age of Inventors as we speak there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The, 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 the best part is like there's this uh, uh, Magic the Gathering cards that are sleeved. Yep. Okay. And uh, they, they are put backwards and uh, every time we want to make a new card for a new game, yep. we just uh, take a piece of paper and put it inside. 
And then the next one, like just put yeah. the cards yeah. on top of them. And then there's like this five pieces of paper in each of these sleeves. And uh, they're just from different games. And yeah. they get reused a thousand times. We will tidy up, we promise. We will tidy up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for some of the people that have like their box organizers and everything, I'm sure that that, uh, that, that sounds terrible. Um, but uh, for those that love creating, it sounds exciting too. Um, it, it, that's really funny that you mentioned the uh, uh, Magic the Gathering cards just be, being used as, as backers. So I'm, I'm part of our, our local um, playtest design group here in, in Cincinnati because I, I, I work for a small publisher and, and I'm a huh? developer myself. But when we go, that's what everybody does is we just use Magic the Gathering cards <laughs> as our backers for, you know, <laughs> if you have any cards in the game. So it's, it's what we have in abundance. It's what we have in abundance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for some reason, for some weird reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like they just keep printing them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so who are some designers that have influenced both of you? Just a random, just a random box. Oh yeah, just, a, just a <laughs> so for yeah for those that can't see that that are listening that was a box uh, was that a five hundred box shoe box with with magic that's that was four uh, four thousand four, four, oh that's cards. the four thousand one yeah okay I guess I couldn't quite see the size of it yeah okay <laughs> so four thousand cards um, yeah so who are some game designers that have influenced both of you either in the specific mechanics that you have said hey i like that mechanic and i want to use it in this game or just in games that you enjoy and, and have given you um joy playing in the past uh staymeyer is uh one of the best in his uh, field i loved his games scythe being my favorite one okay uh, i also love um not Saimar's everdell who i don't remember now he the, the name of the designers so please forgive me yeah. um those are the games that I, when I played them, I said, I would like to be able to make a game like those, like those games. Mm -hmm. And I believe those, those two affected me most. Uh -huh. And uh, Vasilis, about you? Uh, my first favorite designer uh, was Antoine Bauza. Uh, oh, wow. I loved playing uh, Seven Wonders. Yeah. Uh, I loved playing Takenoko, like entry games simple yeah. games, but I liked how they seemed to be like really thought out and they got me into mm -hmm. thinking about game design. I liked, I liked the experience they gave me. Um, and then it's mostly like a selection of games. Like, for example, uh, the people I play with, uh, we, we love hidden role games. So we oh. played a lot of um, Avalon the Resistance and... Uh, um, I love uh, that bank, game. I love that bank. game, by the way. Yeah, so it's like really simple games uh, that don't sound uh, complicated and, and cool, but also like uh, Eclipse, Second World of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, I love the game. Uh, it's actually the, the game that takes longest, but I still, it's my most played game. I played almost all the time, especially during COVID. I was playing it a thousand times. Uh, recently, I fell in love with Spartacus. Vanton introduced me to the game. Amazing game. Amazing uh, game indeed. I think this game is, for me, a game that um, is extremely intuitive for people to get into it because all the mechanics uh, like really translate to our instincts. Uh, everybody knows how to gamble. Everybody knows how to bid. 
everybody knows how to yeah. throw dice. Uh, and and unfortunately, everybody knows how to betray. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, and it plays so well because it gets uh, it gets you to play with people. It, uh, it really activates the human element of board games. So anything that uh, really um, takes advantage of the fact that a board game is a game that is played with people around the board and not uh, like video games where most people are playing alone or uh, interaction is uh, distant and through brother, I think that's the best job of being a board game. Okay. Um, so is there a, a take that element in, in Age of Adventures then? Yes, there is. Yes, okay. yes there is. Yes, there is a, an ingenuity track. That's how we called it. And uh-huh. the, high, the higher you are there, um, you, you are uh, safe. People cannot steal from you because every steal in the game says steal X from those who are below you in the ingenuity track. Okay. And to go up in the ingenuity track, you need ideas. And there is... Which a, are very valuable. You don't very want to valuable. waste those. Yeah. Yes, Yes, indeed. And it's very difficult. It's, it's very fun for me, at least, to the constant battle of I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up. And every time somebody goes up, maybe he does it because he wants to feel safe that people won't steal him. But everybody will look at him. Why are you going up? You want to steal from us, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just going to be safe that you won't steal from me. And this is an excellent dynamic in the game. You might never steal anything and still win, of course. You might never be up in the ingenuity track and win the game, of course. But usually there is a small war, a small bloodshed about who will be on top and how, because one of the inventions is the, uh, the tank, right? So okay. when, when somebody invent that, well, something bad is about to happen to everybody else. And the higher you are on the track, the better for you. So there is a small um, take that element is just that it's not uh, specific to someone. People, uh, players cannot gang up on someone in the game because all take that actions are still from everyone who is below you in the game. So uh, it's we not targeting or kink making. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. targeting. Uh, we wanted to avoid that because um, I don't know because we wanted to be more um, easy for kids to play, and it's mm-hmm. an emotion that we wanted to avoid that. People are ganging up on me. Yeah. So, uh, so I believe we have we avoided that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not everyone is created equal. Uh, if you play the government lab, you start at the top of this track, mm-hmm. and it's very hard uh, for anybody to move you from there. Okay. And I believe the government is the one that stays up by paying funds instead of ideas. The, yes, and if you right? vote against them in breaking news, right. you have to pay them ideas because they're also lobbying. Uh, breaking news is a card that starts at the, f- uh, at the second, third, and fourth round at the start of the round, and it will change a little bit the rules of the game for that round. Hmm. Uh, there is okay. always an option, always an option, and people vote for which option they want. And the ingenuity track is also the tiebreaker in those sort of situations. And as Vasily said, um, there is this corporation, no corporation, the government, right? Oh, yes. It's yes. a government that you cannot vote against. If you do vote against, then she will steal money from you or... A- an like, idea. Still an idea. An idea still, still an idea. Or much worse, still an idea. 
so uh go, go, going back to your design studio and, and the the uh because that that sounds like a fun a, a lot of fun um but where do you have the most problems with trying to design okay so you have all these components you have time together what what, what gives you uh each or together the hardest part and maybe this is something you've already alluded to the fact that you know you had to make decisions about what to actually keep and what to remove from the game but what what is hard about designing a, a game like age of inventors uh, so for my for my case not so much uh, for phantom is time uh, I, I i have a day job and i have to balance and find time to do the work uh, the deeper you are in the design the more fine details you have to correct and fix and uh, design and uh, this takes a lot of time and uh, i think um, uh, the defining factor for how soon you're going to be finished uh, or how much you're going to be able to resolve problems mm. is how fast can you test mm. um, if you're able to test frequently uh, with easy steps without having to do a lot of work then anything that comes up in design is going to be addressed if it takes you a lot of time to test because you need to produce a prototype or to create the situation to, that needs to be tested, mm -hmm. then this always delays it. So more complicated, more deeper into the design you get, uh, the harder it is to, to get some results out. For me, that's for me. It's exactly as Vasily said. The, the designing process swallows every single second of time you will give it. You never know. You are never... Okay, I'm done. I've designed it. It's a perfect game. I'm done. You always want to test more. You always want to try more, and to 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 stop that, to stop that, to be able to actually move forward, is to uh, play test often. Every idea you have, every creation you make, you need to put it into the test. See where it has problems. Fix those problems, and then move on. It's the hardest part for me as well. Mm. So when you're looking at uh, playtesting, I know some people take uh, very detailed notes. Other people will just let a group uh, go after they get the, the rules written so that they can blind playtest. Like I've seen people that just set up a camera so they can watch and then step out of the room because some people don't like the notes being taken right next to them. <laughs> uh, what, what's your method for playtesting? Or are you playing among the group too? Uh, both. We actually... Mostly Mostly, we, we, we at least until they as for as long as the game is in early iterations, we play test among us. Uh, but then we we ask other people to join us, maybe one at a time, and then maybe just one of us goes and plays with other people. But in the beginning, it's mostly us. But uh, so go ahead, Andre. Yeah, we've done pretty much everything other than the camera thing you said. Yeah, uh, everything <laughs> everything other than that, I, we haven't done that. Maybe we should. I don't know, maybe we should try it. Uh, we've done everything else. Uh, the most, um, I think that the most important step is when you don't play the game, other people play your game, you're just there to solve the question if there is there. And you see how the experience is for them, if they enjoy it, what they enjoy, what confuses them. And you try to address those points in your next uh, designing uh, work. Yeah. Um, and staying focused you have to remember what were your design goals at the beginning and not just uh, wander off 
to, to, to discover everything that yeah the, designing goals is very important to have mm. all this all the time in your head or in your notepad that I need a game that's that this this and that and never roam around because it's very easy to roam when you design yes. you have an idea you say oh, okay that's good yeah but does it meet any of your goals if not then forget about it it's for another game right yeah I mean like with this one did this start as I, I want a game about inventors and the 19th century into the 20th century, or did this start as a series of mechanics that you, you really liked? How did this one start? The theme was one of the first things we want. We decided the theme about, uh, well, the first idea was Aeolus that said, uh, I want a game that people can play with their kids. Mm. And okay, I said something educational, maybe something. And he said, "Oh, about scientists. Uh, everybody would want to play Einstein or Tesla, and etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And that was the first thing about the game. The very first thing was the theme. Uh, the mechanics came afterwards. When we started, uh, it was like a constraint. I always had gone and commissioned an illustration for every inventor that we have in our uh, prototype and all the inventions like literally uh, went on looked at uh, which were the most critical inventions that happened uh, during the desert revolution who were the most influential inventors and commissioned artwork and then the one thing we had in the beginning was we have to use all that work <laughs> that was right. the only constraint <laughs> right right so the theme was first, then we we had the mechanics. I believe in the very, very first uh, steps of the designing of this game, we had, um, how do we say it? We had not gambling, but bidding. We had bidding. Oh, okay. Yes. In, yes. in, in the very, very first iteration of the game, we had bidding. And oh. as, as the game, you know, took place, uh, as the game created uh, was created, we figured that, Bidding is not something that really goes with inventions and inventors and science. It's something about casino. It's not something about a university or something. And this mechanic left and was replaced by the worker placement aspect of the game, mm. where you everything you do, it does help you. It does give you points, uh, but also progresses humanity and everybody can use it if you have uh, einstein in your field then okay he will find something he will invent inventions okay but everybody will get something out of it everybody will have new options now everybody will have new uh, new tools new everything so you don't really want one of your players not playing everybody help each other even though it's competitive mm -hmm. because we we actually progress humanity through science that's yeah. the feeling of the game. Yeah. So, because I have not been to Greece, I, I am now curious: Is your game going to be in like? Are, what what's a typical game store like in Greece? Is, is there a typical game store? I, I don't know what the gaming culture is like there at all. Um, pretty, they, oh, yeah, go ahead. It's pretty close to US, I think. Uh, okay. We we have lots of uh, stores that uh, sell board games and games other etc and we have other kinds of stores who sell board games and you can also play board games in them okay um uh, like like coffee shops like cafeteria or something but with a board game aspect i believe we are very similar in that in that uh, part okay 
yeah i like uh are, are there conventions in, in greece too or other ways that people get get together in, in bigger groups or yeah the past week there was comic-con uh, in thessaloniki yeah comic-con six i think it had lots and lots of people and some of the greater greatest uh comic artists uh of the world oh okay cool I, yeah yeah it's a very big com- uh convention and some um, local board game designers who were uh, who showed people how you get started with uh, designing board games and how you get published correct yes okay uh so are, are, you, are you going to Essen? Is that, are you taking the game to Essen? Uh, yes. Yes, we're going to Essen. We are, uh, we're going to Essen. We're very excited about it. Uh, it's going to be the first time for me going to Essen. And three years, in the, three years in the business, I didn't go because it didn't happen because of COVID. Yeah. And now we're all super excited to go again and meet other designers, share our work, share our process. Um, I always always says the best stories about people who he met in Comic Con and he ended up either working on a on a game or how many people because they met us us meaning our designing group now I wasn't there then um, who because they they met there they follow the the um, the designs of the games for years to come. Because we create the, mm-hmm. because they created some personal relationship, and that's oh, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome, yeah. and I can't yeah. wait for it. Yeah. Um, so related to all that, what do you hope? Uh, and, and again, congratulations on on, on your um, your game uh, hitting mm-hmm. its goals. And I think what you're at like two hundred sixty percent or or more, which is is great. Um, but what? What do you really want to see um, come out of this game? Are, are you gonna? Do you have anything in the in the works next, or, or um, is it just all focused on making sure this gets done and out out to backers in um, in the next year? Sorry, uh, there, there's have... lots of things going on there. Let, let's start with this. <laughs> let, let, let's start with this. Um, what are you two working on? Anything else besides Age of Inventors right now? <laughs> I, I don't know what you should say. I don't know what you should say, but uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and is it something that is also going to? Do you think that you're going to stay on Kickstarter in the future, or are you going to try other things like Backer Kit or Game Found or anything like that? I think uh, from uh, past experience, uh, the preference is Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if things remain the way they are. I, am, I mean, it depends on how we are not the leaders by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so we sure. cannot uh, like lead the way into different platforms. People who are more uh, um, flexible and can experiment, I can see them going into other platforms. Uh, there, there's some uh, um, opportunity over there, but uh, for us, we have to play it safe. So just sure. out of this aspect. Gamefound Gamefound seems to be doing a great job. Uh, yeah. I I personally would love to go there for a project, but because Kickstarter works so well, it's the safest choice, and yeah. we are at the at that step of our career that we need the safest choice. That yeah. that's that's what we're trying to say. Okay, uh, and and then second kind of thing in there that I, I rolled into all that was um, with. The, the uh so this, this will probably 
uh, be out to, to listeners and, and people to watch when you have about 10 days left, what would you really want them to know uh, about Age of Adventures? I mean, we've talked a lot about the game. We've talked uh, in, in depth about the game today, but what would you really want them to know um, so that they remember you and, and start to develop that relationship with, with, with you and other games that you might have in, in the future? Uh, the the goals that we think we have achieved and that we are happy with ourselves is that playing this board game, first of all, you will have a totally different experience uh, based on what uh, laboratory will uh, will be yours and what kind of which inventors you have recruited. This creates a great replayability in the game which for me is very important when I when I buy a board game for myself. I want to have replayability. I don't want to be bored with it or say, okay, I know what I have to do to win. I just, let's, let's try to do the same thing over and over. This is definitely not Age of Inventors. And the other thing is that you can have a good time. At least we had an awesome time playing it with friends, mm. with our significant others, and with children, uh, my nephews, or other people who were our small, um, our little playtesters. So I believe that if there is someone who wants to play with his family, with his other kids, it is a game for them. If someone is more of, of a competitive nature, he will find there is plenty of challenge in this game. Uh, pretty much this is, uh, this is for me. Yeah, uh, for me, I would say that it's a, it's a game that uh, has deep gameplay experience. Like, you're not gonna feel that uh, just by playing once you figured out everything. Everything is said. There's a lot to explore, a lot to discover, and um, it's a it's a thinker. Like if you if you like to 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 feel like you accomplished something when you win, it's gonna give you this experience because it's a tight game. It's hard. It has a, a challenge that is uh, very satisfying to play. Uh, it's not gonna lock you out of options. You will always be able to to play. But to, to win, it's going to be satisfying to, to think about it. Very good. Well, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that either of you would want to say? Uh, either about your game or just games in, in general? Or uh, I would say I would love to meet uh, you in person in Essen. If uh, anybody wants to come and say hello, uh, we can play games. and uh, Just uh, enjoy the hobby. Yeah, how how should they find you then? Is uh, finding you on, on Twitter or something a good way, or Facebook, or what's a good way to connect with you? So if you go to BTG, uh, the listing of the game, uh, you can find us listed as designers. Uh, we have uh, our socials there over there, and uh, if you come in Essen and you want to find us, there's going to be a, a sign that says Meeple Pug has a nice little dog, and yep. uh, Big Board Theory who are uh, contributing to help us. Uh, Publish the game, so we will be there. I will be you. sounding Greek, and uh, there will be a, a distinct smell of Uzo. That's how you find it. Okay, <laughs> that that just threw me off, but okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, th thank you both. I really enjoyed talking with you today. I, I hope uh, some people. Us too. Yeah. Nice, yeah, uh, get get to meet you. Um, I, I really, I, I was hoping to come to Essen this year, but it looks like it, it will be at least next year. But for those who get to, I, I think they'll have a good time uh, hanging out and talking with you both. We'll meet with you next year then. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I, I, I hope so. I mean, you know, it, it's just getting across the, the ocean. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so right. Thank yeah. you so much for your time and your questions were excellent. And for the quiz about Mary Curie, that really started to get the whole. Yeah, I was very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me too. I was like, oh my god, what if we don't know? <laughs> no, no, you guys did great. You, you did wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. You've just been listening to Board Game Games Season 4, Episode 9, as I talked with Vasily and Vonton about their upcoming game, Age of Inventors, and the specifics of that game. Thanks for listening as we continue to explore the world of tabletop gaming. Happy gaming. We'll catch you later.